Father, we thank you, we give you praise. Father, we worship you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your name. We worship you today. We bless your name today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Zika pata da bidia korobo shada da bidia ko liko baba baba shida da bidia korobo shida da bidia ko raka baba baba shida da bidia nda da bidia bela bo shida da bidia ko ika baba 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 shika tada bidia bela bo maka baba baba shita da bidia ko baba bela bela bo shika tada bidia nda raka baba baba shita da bidia bela bo shika tada bidia nda da bela bo Roka baba baba bashika baba bashira dabriya ka oh my gali ko bora bashira dabriya ka rasira dabriya ka dabriya darabarabo raka baba 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 bashika tadabarabo roka baba baba bashika tadabriya ka rabo shatadabriya ka raka baba bashita dabriya ka rabo shatadabriya da Roka baba 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 shika ora badianda rika basida debedia karabo shara debedabo sinda debedia ka raka baba baba shina debedia karabo shara debedia roka baba baba shida debedia karabedianda raka baba 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 shika tadabedianda raka barabo shida debedia karabo shika tadabarabo Yika baba 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 Rakabada, the 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 R
Jesus Christ, Father, Son, come over Every attacker on their lives of God, I pray that you set them free in the name of Jesus. Rakaba <laughs> 
Rakaba ya kachar, 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 rakaba ya kachar
Father, if there's anything that you have planned for me, let it come to pass, O God. Let it come to pass, O God. Let it come to pass, O God. Whatever thing that you have planned for me, my God, I pray right now. Let today not pass me by. May I receive what you have planned for me. May I receive what you have put in store for me. I worship you, my God. I praise your name for this miracle. I praise your name for this miracle. My God, I pray. Let your blessing 
not pass me by today. Let me experience Let me feel your presence, God. Let me experience your blessing. Let me experience your blessing. Father, I pray for everyone on this platform right now. May they experience your blessing. May they experience your blessing. I will rise up, I will rise up, in this month of July, whatever pain that I want, I will receive by your power and authority. Rakadeka, le parakadia, le shokadia, la katolaba, rakamora kate, che karabria, le karabria, le kabaria, le kabaria, le korabaria, le korabaria, le kabaraba, le korabaria, le sire, le kotelia, le prakate, le pareka, le prakate, my god. Whatever thing that is mine, whatever thing that belongs to anybody that is praying with me now. Father, I open every closed door in their lives right now. Close doors up in their marriage, close doors up in their finance, close doors up in their relationships, close doors up in their upgrade. I open it now by your power, by your authority. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now listen. After um, yesterday's prayer, I had an, a, a wonderful encounter. Um, the encounter was so real that I didn't want it to come to an end. I've made my conclusions. Prayer is the key to supernatural success. Prayer is the key to supernatural success. And for those of you that were here this morning, I had um, a nice broadcast in the morning. It was um, some of my radio interviews. Um, And the message was very powerful. Those of you that enjoyed that message, if you are here in the morning and you enjoyed that message, just give it a thumbs up. Now, tonight, thank you so much. Jay, God bless you. We are, tonight, we're going to have another prayer. Now, there is a message God has laid on my heart that I have to play for you to listen. Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God. After this message, it is just 30 minutes. After that, we are going to launch into the prophetic and prayer. Are you with me? Eastwood Annabelle. This church we are dealing with today is the church in Philadelphia. Everybody say the church in Philadelphia. 
When a little strength is all you need. There is a time in life you don't need much strength. You don't need mega strength. You don't have to be super graced, super gifted, and super anointed. There is a time in life when just a little strength is all you need. Just a little strength is more than enough. And um, very soon we will understand what it means. And Jesus was specific and detailed in his words to each of the seven churches. And a summary of his words to them shows the following structure. That there were some of them whom he commended without anything against them. And those were just two. Smyrna, Philadelphia. Then there were those ones he commended, but with something against them. Ephesus, Pergamum, and Thyatira. Then there were two of them, he had nothing good to say about them. No commendation. Sardis and Laodicea. But when it came to the church in Philadelphia, that church can be described as the church of brotherly love. Because that is the meaning of Philadelphia. Brotherly love. Jesus loved this church and delivered them from the hour of temptation. Revelation 3 from the verse number 7 to 13. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and you have kept my word, and you have not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews, but they are not. But do lie, behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep you from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is new Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Philadelphia, meaning brotherly love. This was a city in Lydia of Asia Minor. It was built by a king called Atalus II Philadelphus. Atalus II Philadelphus. And that was the name of the man, the Philadelphus, which they gave to the city. And Philadelphus means brotherly love. This man's brother was the king before him. At a certain point, his brother fell ill, and even the Romans wanted to help him to kill the brother and take over, but he refused. And then his brother died later, and then he ascended onto the throne, but he was an army commander, a very strong military man. So he loved his brother, Philadelphus, brotherly love, and he didn't want to kill his brother and take over a throne. Now, this um, Philadelphia was situated about 28 miles southwest of Sardis, 100 miles west of Smyrna. It had an elevation of about 952 feet above sea level. And up till today, this um, Philadelphia remained a Roman town until 1379 when it fell after persistent resistance into the hands of the Turks or the Mohammedans. So these Mohammedans or the Turks came after it and then they possessed the land. And today it is still in existence and it is called Allah 
Shaia. Allah Shaia. And that is because today it's a Muslim city or a Muslim town of about 15,000 to 20,000 people. Allah Shaia. So now, people, this place is around Turkey. Resisted many earthquakes. It was in an earthquake prone area and survived many earthquakes. But finally, it fell to the text. Philadelphia. When you go there today, they are not talking in tongues. They are not saying, Hira Baba, Hira Baba. But the text took over. The place is largely Mohammedan. That is why I'm saying that when you look at some of these churches and the way they stood and the way they were true to God and you go there today and Islam has taken over the places. I keep telling you, I am very afraid for Christianity in many countries in the world. That 100 years from now, 200 years from now, if Jesus dies, somebody say, oh, pastor, if it's 100 years from now, Jesus would have come. Well, what I know is that they said he was coming soon and quickly. And we are into 2,000 years and still waiting. And still waiting. So you don't want to take anything for granted. These churches were morally strong. The, the believers were pure. They were morally strong. They were prepared to die for their faith. Some of them laid down their life for their faith. And in spite of that, you go there today and Islam has taken over. Is it possible that one day this room we are sitting in and worshipping as a church can be turned into a mosque? Is it possible? Is it possible that one day you will come here and you will see a church but you see a mosque? Is it possible that one day you come and this environment in which we are is a lorry station? Somebody went to Jerusalem and came back and told me, he said, Pastor, when you go to Jerusalem, you'll be shocked. He said, some of the areas where Jesus used to walk and teach and where they tried him and all those holy grounds, some of them have been turned into trotro station. Is it, is, it, is it possible that one day you can come here and this place has been turned into a warehouse where they store cow feet, turkey tail, which are imported from strange places. Somebody say, Pastor, it's not possible. But you go to Britain and see. Some of the cathedrals they built years ago and which were the pride and the honor of the church in those days. They go to Britain these days. They turned some of them into mosques. In fact, churches have been turned into mosques in Britain. And if it was only that, that would be fine. But some of the churches have been turned into storehouse. And you may say, well, storehouse, that is bad. But in the sight of God, there is no difference between a storehouse where they put cartons of sugar, cartons of milk. There is no difference between that and a church which all the people are spiritually dead. And they are in the church. That is also a storehouse of spiritually dead people. Listen. Somebody died and went into heaven. And told Abraham, send Lazarus. And he said, they have the prophets. Let them talk to them. Listen. You are going to go to heaven. One thing you are going to do is because you will be sitting there. And then maybe you will be seeing what is happening on earth. You to say, God, can they see? Can they see? Can they see? Can they see? Lord, some of you will go to God and say, Lord, let me go back and talk to them. They will believe it. And God will say, no. Look at a preacher standing in front of them and preaching now. If they won't believe, if you appear there now, they won't listen to you. They will start running. They will say, a ghost has appeared. So, it will change anything. So, Philadelphia was a very powerful place. No rebuke. And yet, today, it's a very small town of 15,000 to 20,000 people. 
no Christianity attached to them. And the name of the place as Allah introducing the name of the city. That means taken over by Muslims. Now Jesus is introducing himself and he said, unto the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Right. These things saith he that is holy. In other words, you church in Philadelphia, the only reason why you are holy is because I am holy and I imparted my holiness unto you. That is why you have the open door because it takes holiness to have an open door. He said, I am he that is holy. And number two, I am true. There is a synagogue of Satan in your city and they lie a lot of lies. But you remember that I, Jesus, I am true. And he also said, I have the key of David. You see, he's about to say, when I open the door, nobody can shut it. And if I shut the door, nobody can open it. I have the key of David. So just as David had the key to the kingdom of Israel and opened that kingdom to whoever he wanted. And when he had to vacate the throne, he selected one of his younger sons, Solomon by name, to occupy the throne. And he did not allow his eldest children to occupy the throne. Just as David had the right with the key of David to put somebody on his throne, which was his choice, of course, endorsed by God. Jesus is saying, I have the key of David. In other words, I have the kind of authority that David had. I can do what I want to do in the kingdom. I can do what I want to do in the church. He said, I have the key of David. And then he went to the commendation and said, I know your works. I know you have the works of love and you do your first works. You are not like the believers of Ephesus who were not doing their first works. But you are still doing your first works, your works of love. And then he said, I know you have a little strength. You have a little strength. That is another commendation. I look at your little strength and it looks big. When you are praising God, when you are 70, your voice is like 7,000. When I see you doing evangelism, even if you are 70, you look like 7,000. I look at you when you are not even very rich. You do what rich people cannot do. I look at you even when you look physically weak and frail. You are still stronger than people who have got muscles and people who have tons of energy. I know that you have a little strength. They did not have immense political, financial, and social power. Maybe they were not very anointed. Maybe they did not know much Bible. Maybe they were not very gifted. Probably they were not the very gifted people who could raise the dead, cast out devils, do some signs and wonders, stop the moon, cause it to rain and stop rain. They were not too much like that. They didn't look intellectual. They were not very intelligent. Not very intellectual. They were not, they didn't look special in their packaging. They were not a mega church with thousands of members. Nevertheless, they were faithful in the use of the little they had. God does not look at the amount of energy you have. He looks at the energy you use. He doesn't look at the amount of money you have, but he looks at how you use that money. God does not look at how strong you are, but how you use your energy. I know some of you have been praying, God, give me super anointing. God, give me super finances. Lord, bless me. Give me overtaking blessing. Give me overflowing blessing. And we have been taught that God should give us blessing and anointing in overflowing dimensions but the church of Philadelphia is saying we abuse your theology, we contradict your philosophy, we contradict the way you think, we contradict your feelings, we contradict your ambitions and we contradict your aspirations. As for us, we did not have too much but the little we had, we knew how to use it. We were not in a very big city, we were in a very small city and yet from the small
small city, we affected the whole world. Ah, uh, if I were you tonight, I would switch my gears. And I don't want to be somebody who has everything, but I want to be remembered as somebody who did not have everything, but the little I had. I knew how to use it and impact the world with it. I'm talking to somebody here today. You are not very gifted. You are not very anointed. You are not very wise. You 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 don't have first class degree. You don't have a master's degree. You don't have a doctorate. Maybe all you have is O level, A level. Maybe all you have is an SS certificate. Maybe you cannot do Boolean algebra, but all you can do is some arithmetic. But I see you here today that any little thing you have in your hand, may God empower that thing and may you rise up and do in life what people who are more gifted than you cannot do. God asked Moses, Moses, what do you have in your hand? Moses said, a rod. And I'm sure when Moses said a rod, he was saying, Lord, I don't have a sword, I don't have a bow, I don't have an arrow, I don't have nuclear weapons, I don't have biological weapons. I'm going to go after Pharaoh. But Lord, Pharaoh has all the chariots, he has all the horses. I don't even have a horse. I don't even have a donkey. The only thing I have is a rod. God said, throw that rod down. When he threw the rod down, God said, take it up. And when he took that rod up, it was not called the rod of Moses again. This time around, it was called the rod of God. And what I'm saying to somebody is this. There are people out there, they are more gifted than you. They are more money than you. They are more anointed than you. They are bigger than you in population. They are bigger than you in size. But I see you surrender your rod unto God and surrender your person unto God. And with the little, that little is all you need. With the little, you can do everything that God has called you to do. A woman went to Elisha the prophet and said, my husband was owing, my husband died and the creditors have come to take my two sons and make them slaves. Elisha said, what do you have in your house? She said, I don't have anything but a little, a little oil. Remember, a little oil. And Elijah said, that little oil is more than enough. Go and borrow vessels because God hasn't got an anointing problem. God has a vessel problem. God hasn't got a money problem. God has a vessel problem. God hasn't got a knowledge problem. God has a vessel problem. God is looking for people who are ready. God is looking for people who are holy. God is looking for people who are separated. Those are the vessels. He said you have a little oil, but go and look for a vessel. Ah, I'm talking to somebody today that there is a little anointing in your life. You don't need more anointing. You need to be a vessel that is prepared and sanctified and meet for the master's use. Elijah told the servant, he said, servant, go and look at whether it's going to rain or not. The servant went the first time. He said, master, I see nothing. He said, go the second time. He said, master, I see nothing. He said, go the third time. He said, master, I see nothing. The fourth time, I see nothing. The fifth time, I see nothing. The sixth time, I see nothing. The seventh time, he came and said, master, I see a little cloud. Like the hand of a man. He said, a little is more than enough. He said, a little is all we need. Now go and tell Ahab to, to, to get up his voice and sit in his chariot and ride to Jezreel so that the, the sound, the abundance of the rain will not stop him. For there is a sound of the abundance of rain. Listen to me. A little cloud can produce abundance of rain. You don't need more than what you have now. May your little be more than enough. May your little be all you need. Come on, clap your hands and praise. A little. A little. A little. You have a little strength. You have kept my word. You have defended the gospel and you did not compromise. In spite of your small 
strength. You obeyed every commandment I gave you. You obeyed the great commission. And you obeyed the commandment to walk in love. In spite of your small strength, you have not denied my name. Others needed great strength not to deny me. In your case, I did not give you great strength. I gave you small strength. Listen, there are times God intentionally will not give you much. The master called his servants and gave one five talents, gave one two talents, and gave another one one. Listen, what he puts in your hands, you don't determine it. He determines it. He distributes unto everyone severally as he will. Give him little. Stop sitting down and thinking you had what another person had. Oh, I wish I had a big church building like this person. I, I, I wish I was, I was a big man of God like that one. I wish our church was large like somebody's church. I wish I, wish, I wish I had money like that person. No, it doesn't work like that. God looks at you and he decides that this one is so smart, so obedient, so holy, so faithful, so righteous. If I give him little, he will still be an overtaker. Listen, the little you have is proof that God trusts you. The little you have is proof that God trusts you. God knows that if I give this one just little, it is all he needs. It's all he needs. I'm sure the one they gave the five talents you are sitting down today and say, oh, he had five. That is why he multiplied it. But people, look at the judgment of Jesus. He said, you were faithful in the little or in the least and you'll be faithful also in much. That means in those days, when they gave them even the five, it was little. Listen, don't sit down and wish you had more. The little strength you have is more than enough. Don't stand here as a pastor of the church and wish you had another kind of church. Oh, I wish I had a church with ten billionaires and millionaires in it. No! Jesus was in the wilderness and he was trying to feed 5,000 men, maybe 7,000 women, and maybe 3,000 children. And in all his church, he said, where can we get food for these people to eat? I want to receive an offering for food to feed 15,000 people. And they raised the song. Give, and it will come back to you. Good measure, press down, shake it together. Running over, give, it will come back to you. When you give, give to the Lord. Praise and worship leaders, they jumped until they were sweating blood. In the offering time, one little boy came with five loaves of bread and two fishes and dumped them at the altar. Covenant of abundance, five loaves of bread, two fishes, dumped them at the altar. And, went, and the disciples carried the five loaves of bread and they came to Jesus and said, We have only five loaves of bread and two fishes, but what is this to this crowd? Jesus took the five loaves of bread and two fishes, looked into heaven, and blessed it. Today, may you take your little gift and bless it. May you take your small family and bless it. May you take your little wife, your little husband. May you take your little child. May you take your little parent. Your father who is just a liberal. May you take your father and bless him today. May you take your mother who is a petty trader and bless it. Listen, anything that is in your hand today, may you take it and bless it. Our church is in the upper east region, which is considered the least or one of the least regions in Ghana. But Lord, we take our region and we bless it. Our region is supposed to be poor, but Lord, we take our region and we bless the fowls and the guinea fowls. We bless the millet and we bless the guinea corn. Lord, we bless the fact that we are farmers and we are not coming. We are not computer experts. Somebody bless the little that is in your life. Bless the little. Bless the little. Bless the little. Jesus took the little and when he blessed it, the Bible said he made the people sit down. He gave to the disciples 
is all you need. When you're little, it's more than enough. When you're little, it's much. The church in Philadelphia, they said, we don't want to be super gifted. We don't want to have too much money. We don't need a large crowd. We don't need a big auditorium. All we want is, Lord, give us a little, and the little will be more than enough. Come and clap your hands and shout and praise When Esther and the other women were doing the beauty pageant, they anointed them with spices for one year. Six months with the oil of myrrh, six months with other fragrances. All the women were heaping makeup on themselves and perfumes. Layer one, layer two, layer three. Second touch, third touch, final touch. When it came to Esther, the chief chamberlain said, Esther, you don't need all the things they have. Take some simple makeup. One touch. Esther did just the one touch. When the king saw her, he said, what is this? Stop the rest from coming. I don't need any other woman here. Listen to me. You are not super gifted. You are not super blessed. You are not super prosperous. IQ is not the IQ of Einstein, but I see you with a little brain, little intelligence, little wisdom, small money in your bank account, 15 Ghana cities in your bank account tonight, and yet thou sayest the Holy Ghost, it is more than enough. I see you in a little room, I see you in a little room, a single room, but in that room, you have a son who is growing up and one day he shall be the president of Ghana. One day he shall be the minister of finance. Receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Any small thing you have in your life, I pronounce it more than enough. I pronounce it more than you need. I pronounce it all that you need. I pronounce a spirit of increase upon it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus blessed the five loaves of bread. And I bless the little you have. And he gave thanks for it. And today we thank God for every little thing in our life. We thank God for our church. We thank God for our pastor. We thank God for our members. We thank God for our leaders. Lord, we are not calling for much. We thank you for what we have. Somebody come and shout like your voice is yours and give God praise. He said, you have a little strength, but you have kept my word and you have not denied my name. There are people who are very gifted, very, very strong, but they have denied my name. Oh, people, if you know the big people in God who fall sometimes, big people, God has given them everything, they are still falling. God has given them big church, they are falling. God has given them plenty money, they are falling. God has given them big anointing, they are falling. But look at you. You are not so anointed, but you are still standing. Am I talking to somebody I'm talking about? Listen, there are some, when they sing, it's as if angels have come down. But by tomorrow, they fall. Ding. Look at you. When you sing, you don't even know the key you are singing on. But thank God, you are still standing. Am I talking to somebody at all? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Look at you. When you come to church and you squeeze out two Ghana cities to give as an offering, when you put in the two Ghana cities, you can feel that virtue has left you. In spite of your poverty, look at you. You are still standing. There is another person. God has given them all the money and they are doing all the falling. They are doing all the backsliding. Thank God for where you are. Thank God for what you have. Thank God for your situation. Thank God for your circumstances. You have a little strength, but you have not denied my name. You have not denied my name. You have not denied my name. You have a little strength, but you have kept the word of my patience. The word of 
Jerusalem. This means that the church was patiently enduring all things and awaiting the return of the Lord Jesus. They loved this appearing and they said, we are just waiting for the Lord to appear. And God said, because I know your works, you have a little strength. You have kept my word. You have not denied my name. And you have kept the word of my patience. You have kept the word of my endurance. And you are waiting for my second coming. Because of all these things, let me give you some assurances. And let me give you some promises. And somebody received the promises. Anybody who has a little strength, but you have remained faithful, thou saith the Lord, I have set before thee an open door. A door which no man can shut. God said, I have. Because you have a little strength, I knew you couldn't open the door on your own. Because you have a little strength, I knew that if the door is shut, you cannot open the door because you don't have the energy to open the door. And when I examined you, and I answered you, and I weighed you, and I made a diagnosis of you, I realized that you didn't have enough strength. And I also knew from my own word that the battle is not to the strong, and the race is not to the swift, and prayer is not to the wise, and riches are not to, to the men of understanding, neither is favor to men of skill. When I saw you, I saw your strength was small. When I saw you, I realized you didn't have much money. When I saw you, I realized you were not very intelligent. When I saw you, I knew your family was not very big. You don't have an uncle who is big and an auntie who is big. And you don't know managing directors. When I saw you, I realized you did not have much political power. When I saw you, I realized you didn't have enough strength. And because you didn't have enough strength, I decided to open the door for you myself. Because you are not very rich, I opened the door myself for you. I'm talking to somebody here today who cannot help yourself. You can't help yourself. You don't have energy to open the door. You are not, you, you don't know how to pray. You don't have enough faith. You are not very anointed. And when you stand there and say, Lord, there's nothing I can do. God himself will open the Red Sea for you. He will make a way in the wilderness and cause rivers to appear in the desert. Somebody today, right now, who is saying, Lord, my strength is small. Thank you, Jesus. All right, God bless everybody. I believe that you enjoyed today's um, teaching. Let me tell you something very important. Um, at the earliest stage in my ministry, um, my mom, who happens to be my first uh, prophetess, my mom, my biological mother, was my first prophet. Um, she said something. Uh, it really helped me to rise. He said, do not be excited when you pray and people are healed and they are falling down and they are giving testimonies. You know, mom told me something that the same people you pray for and defend, the same people that you are helping spiritually, when things does not go their way, when they do not um, like maybe if you get to the point where you fall into their trap, they will not remember anything that you did. So son, just make sure that you have more of the word of God in you. More of the word of God in you. And that has helped me grow in ministry in a very unusual way. And another thing that I picked up from the earlier part of my ministry is that tanks will pass. Prophecy will pass. What will remain is the word of God. So guys, I want you to be very, 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 very focused on the word. I did put out a prophetic instruction out there on the page. Today is the seventh day of the seventh month. Very powerful, powerful, powerful date. Um, the right time to launch into an, an unimaginable um, wealth 
You understand? Unimaginable financial breakthrough, financial world. So I urge you to be a partaker. Go to the Telegram, go and follow me and listen to the audio. Um, that is not for public consumption. But listen, if you are here and you haven't taken part, kindly do so immediately. Be led by God and do what God says you need to do. God richly bless you. I want you to know that I pray for you. And when you happen to pray, you must also pray for me. I tried to do a TikTok live today earlier on, but um, I think because of the network, it wasn't connecting um, properly. But yeah, I'm going to uh, try again later on and see if it works out. We are going to have a live broadcast. God, Richard, bless you. I love you, my